Welcome to Turning Point Leadership Podcast with your host, Ron Harvey of Global Core Strategies and Consulting. Ron's delighted you joined us and excited to discuss and help you navigate your journey towards becoming an effective leader. During this podcast, Ron will share his core belief that effective leadership is one of the key drivers towards change. So together, let's grow as leaders. Here's Ron Harvey. Good morning. This is Ron Harvey. I'm the Vice President and Chief Operating of Global Core Strategies and Consulting. But today, I'm really honored to have our guest who's on with us, Nicole Morgan. And Nicole Morgan serves as the Chief Development Officer at the Columbia Museum of Arts. She's new to town. I um, met her at an event. I'm um, excited and wanted to, as a company, what we do is always build relationships. And we love to have leaders that are in places making a difference. And so Nicole said, yes, I'm super excited. Welcome to Columbia. And by the way, Nicole, we just relaunched. You're the first guest. So thank you. Thank you, Columbia, in the first one I knew relaunch. Well, that makes me so happy. And I feel so honored. Thank you so much. It was a joy to meet you when we had that opportunity to connect. And I'm just really grateful for the chance to speak with you more. Yes. Well, thanks, Nicole. So, Nicole, gotcha. thank you for your bio. Got a chance to read through and review it. And you've done a lot of phenomenal things, and you're just relocating back to Columbia. And so as we get started, I want to talk about this program is really about turning point leadership and talking to leaders about the opportunity in their life. When did life shift for them? And how did they make adjustments as a leader? And we grow, and we can share something. And it's Women's History Month. So what better time than to talk to some ladies about leadership and turning points? So, yeah. so what would you want us to know about you as we get started and spending the next several minutes together? Sure. You know, I think for me, what has been really remarkable in my entire career is that I have been fortunate enough to land in positions that consistently fed my soul and not my ego. And I found that when I followed those, that path, you know, of, you know what, I think that this opportunity is going to really feed my soul. It is when I have been the most aligned in my work. It has helped to propel me forward in ways that I never anticipated. Very early in my career, I started off in the world in commercial textiles and in sales for a commercial firm. And I had someone approach me and they said, we recognize that, you know, fundraising and nonprofit management may not be your background, but we believe that your skill set fits with what we need as an organization. And, you know, for me, once I took a moment to let my brain and my heart be open to really great things happened and it opened a lot of doors. And I think so often in our lives, we will close doors for ourselves and for others, honestly, without taking a moment to pause and to think and to be open. And so I feel grateful that in my own leadership journey, I've tried really hard to keep my mind open to those doors. Wow. So so you're right in a place that we talk a lot about, the brain and the heart, and not necessarily just technical skills and resumes and what we can do with our hands. And leadership is really about your heart and leading with your heart. And giving yourself permission to say, yeah, this feels right. It, even though it doesn't make sense, like right now in my brain, it feels right. You let it resonate within your soul, which for most leaders, they don't talk about the heart. They don't talk about the authentic, how I, all it comes out of this resume and how much, how many degrees and my technical skills and how many positions and titles I hold. But leadership is about like leading with your heart, which sometimes we were taught to keep our heart out of. Absolutely. And, you know, I think. For me, 
has taken me some years to get to the place of being comfortable and confident in who I am as a person. I feel so thankful for, I think, my desire to be a lifelong learner that has helped to get me to the place of realizing that leadership is not about that title that is behind my name. Yes, it may open some doors, but ultimately what I have to focus on is being the best leader that I can be from whatever seat I may have in an organization, in a room, in a community, and in this world. Wow. And, and when I focus more on that and I'm able to honestly express with confidence that in this moment I'm leading with my heart I'm leading with my passion I'm leading with my mission when I can express that confidently then it does not diminish that I am leading with my heart so what do you say to women that are in rooms is women's history month and what do you say to women that are trying to figure out how did you how do you get there because it is a struggle to I want to have a seat at the table. I want them to respect me in a room. I want to have a, I want them to hear my voice. I want to feel confident, but they're still intimidated when they walk into some spaces. Well, how do you help women get to that place? How did you do it where you finally are authentic and you're comfortable and confident? Yes. Oh, thank you for that. I, I feel deeply grateful that there were women in rooms throughout my career that I have been in who made sure that there was space at that table for me, that they opened the door and they gave me a chance to have a bigger voice. And so I think that it's deeply important. And I would also say, I don't want to exclude the men that did that for me as well. You know, I had wonderful advocates throughout my career of both genders that I think helped me to be more confident and reminded me of that. And so I think that whenever you, my advice would be that when you are walking into a room, when you're walking into a situation, and quite honestly, even for me in this brand new community, I find this, right? I think I said this to you. I said, I am new to Columbia. Yes. And I, can you help guide me? What are your thoughts? What, help me learn about how to bring my thoughts and ideas into this space that can maybe be supportive. And so I think that when you are, as a person, intimidated, concerned, no matter what your gender is, you should really find a colleague, find a mentor in that space that can help guide you and give you the information to show up as your most confident self. Wow. You get, Nicole, you've given us so much to unpack there. I mean, so many things that, that are phenomenal that you're saying. One, you know, thank you for sharing that. Not only finding if you're a female leader to just look to a gender that's the same as your gender. So whether it's a man or a woman, find someone of the opposite gender to that they can mentor you that can support you. So you need both of those people to be advocates and champions for you. So that's phenomenal advice. So don't just lean on women if you're a woman. And men don't just lean on men to be advocates and champions for you. The other part that you said, Nicole, is asking for help. Yes. Have you always been that way in asking for help? Or did you, did the, were there a time in your life where you felt like you had the answers, you wanted to figure it out and you're going to prove, prove to everybody you can figure it out? Oh my goodness. 27 year old Nicole believed that she needed to figure everything out on her own, right? Yeah. In order to be taken seriously. And thank goodness for the stumbles in my career, right? In my life that helped me to know that the greatest outcomes for the organizations that I was working, for the communities that I was invested in, came from when 
there were multiple people who were finding solutions. There were multiple people driving strategy that there were, there were more voices at the table and there were people who were helping to guide me. Right. I think one of the things that I've learned on my leadership journey is that truly sometimes the greatest solutions are the ones that in this moment, I can't imagine. And I sit at a table with a talented group of people and I say, okay, here is our problem, right? Here is our challenge that we're working towards. Here's where we want to be in 10, 15 years. How are we going to get there? And we create that safe space. So me as a leader, it's my job to create that space and ask for help because so much of that help can come from some voices that, you know, we're talking about this right now, that are not yet being heard. Yes, yes. I mean, asking for help is huge. And when you're in a leadership role, people feel like all of a sudden that all of a sudden it minimizes their role or their ability to say that they're competent or competent. And asking right. for help shows a sign of, of trust and it shows a sign of vulnerability, which for leadership, there has to be an, a part of us that allows us to be vulnerable. Absolutely. That I have all the answers and showing up as a human being. So can you share with people that are watching and listening? It sounds like you're, you know, you're on a good career path. Things are going well as you're relocated here. I'm sure it'll work out. Can you talk about a time, what was the most challenging for you and as a leader, you know, a time that was challenging and how did you overcome it? So I entered into nonprofit fundraising just shortly before the Great Recession. And I was working for an agency that was much like a chamber of commerce for children and families. And so we were there to help guide people to services that they needed to help advocate for issues impacting the community that I was working in and really hopefully prevent duplication of services and communities. The Great Recession hit in 2008 and I watched our funding from the community. We'd been heavily funded by local banks, by corporations that were deeply impacted in that time, and honestly, by generous individuals that saw their financial portfolios destroyed, and they themselves were experiencing tremendous hardship. And our funding that we were receiving from the state became at risk in that moment. And there was a time when I thought, my goodness, is this organization going to go away on my watch? Wow. And I, I had a moment, quite honestly, of being devastated, of being afraid. I hurt for my community. You know, I was seeing individuals that had never accessed services before having to come and access those services. And it was very hard for them. I watched mental health issues dramatically increase. And so not only am I deeply concerned about the organization that I'm leading in that moment, but I was deeply concerned for my community and our country in that moment. I did what we just talked about and I asked for help. I gathered the board that I worked with I gathered individuals that were in state government and I said, one, what is our role to play in helping this community to make it through this storm? Yes. And then two, how do we sustain as an organization to make it through this storm? 
But rather than focusing on that second question first, by focusing on what do we bring to the table to really support our community in a big way, by focusing on that mission, I, along with these other incredibly talented individuals who cared so deeply about the community, were able to then focus on the real important thing and then the funding flowed behind that. And so what you're, what you're speaking to me, Nicole, is as if you're listening to this podcast and you're watching Nicole and I talk, the important thing for leaders are, are to take care of people. Leadership is all about service. Yes. Regardless of what organization that you're running, if you serve, everything else will fall in place. And that doesn't mean self-serve. I mean, serve what you're supposed to be serving, the people you're supposed to be serving. It does become challenging, but people are looking for leadership just to stay in. So in our last couple of minutes, what is it that you would want people to know if they're stepping into leadership? What's the one nugget you say, if you're going to be effective, what's the one thing that's absolutely important that you do? Take care of yourself in good and healthy ways. I think right now leaders are really challenged by the volume of work that is in front of them, right? And there's tons of information that is flying at us every single day. And you've got to build the muscle to be resilient. You know, in, in my own life, I try to stay very aware of the, you know, the political climate around me, the financial climate around me, but I have to take care of myself. And so there are times that in the morning when I hear the NPR market music is not a happy tone, I have to turn off my radio and I've got to go to something that is going to help me build energy so that I can show up for my team, not afraid, calm that I can show up open and have a belief in abundance. And, you know, in building that resiliency is absolutely critical through through a world right now that shifts and turns daily. Yes. Nicole, you've been phenomenal. And I definitely will have to bring you back because I think there's a richer, deeper conversation for us. And so I'm excited about that. How would you want someone to get in touch with you? Could you share your contact information if someone wants to know more about Columbia Museum of Arts? Can you share your contact information? I would love to do that. Thank you for asking about that. You can find me by visiting columbiamuseum.org. I am listed on our staff website. And certainly if you call the museum mainline number by visiting or you find all of that on columbiamuseum.org, I'd love the chance to meet you, to speak with you, to know more about you, because hopefully I can learn from you as much as we can learn together. Absolutely. And Columbia is doing some great things. So if you just watch us, there's a lot happening in Columbia. So feel free to take advantage of all the resources, everything that we have. Again, this is Nicole Morgan with the Columbia Museum of Arts and in town and, and doing a phenomenal job. She's new to our city. We want to wrap our arms around and take care of her and offer her the assistance. But we also want to serve our community. So Ron Harvey here with Global Core, we're excited to partner with organizations to make this one of the best places to live, work, raise a family, go to school, worship, and live your dreams. So again, our job is to make a difference no matter where we are for the people that are counting on us every day. So Nicole, it's been great to have you. Look forward to having you again. And by the way, we do, we want to schedule our coffee so we can meet in person and have a different conversation. So thank you so much. And looking forward to talking with you again in the future. Same, Ron. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Turning Point Leadership with your host, Ron Harvey. We're so glad you joined us. Remember to join us every first and third Mondays and expect to receive real answers for real leadership challenges. Until next time, make a difference where you are and with what you have. There are those who are counting on you for effective leadership.